Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Happy weekend. It's the best bits. I'm Morgan. In case you haven't listened to this podcast before, what I do is break down the Bobby Bones show from this week. I share the seven most engaged with segments, whether hated or loved, they're the most engaged with. And one of these particular that comes on, everybody hated. So I'm just putting it out there to prepare you. But it, you know, it's still being engaged with. So part one, though, of best bits is I bring on a show member in this weekend. It's Mike D. What's up? I'm back. You're back. Does it feel like you've been on here recently? Yeah, I think time's just moving so fast right now. It's already December, already end of year. It just feels like I was here a day ago. Yes, that's kind of what holidays do to you, too. It just kind of moves really fast, and I hate that. I knew that was going to happen once we hit Halloween. I was like, all right, here we go. We're about to be on the roller coaster. It's going to be Christmas, like, tomorrow. It is, and, you know, like, we always take off a, a big kind of show at the end of the year, and so prepping for that is crazy for us. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to look at shows of how many we have left. Oh, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. we start. We we got to get stuff to you guys even when we take on vacation. Bobby loves to make sure to give you guys new content. So Mike's over here planning for like 50 days in advance. And we're like, what's yeah. going on? And just because we go on vacation, our shows still run. So there's still things happening behind yeah. the scenes. Like we're technically on every weekday, no matter what, whether we're here or not. So there's things happening that... You know, take up time. Yes, exactly. So a lot going on and we're going to get started so Mike D can go and get his run or workout in today <laughs> to like keep his sanity through the rest of the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to get right after it. And at number seven this week, Eddie served his punishment after not paying attention on the show. And I do want to make this point. I think it's really easy for anybody to not pay attention on the show. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot going on. And I've caught a lot of us doing it, and it's not out of intention of not wanting to listen. You're just doing something else in that moment. And it's weird. Sometimes things just erase from your memory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're listening, you, you you hear it. And you're like, how could you miss that? But when you're in that studio, sometimes something is said, and it just evaporates immediately. Hey, it's funny you say that, because that's how I feel in easy trivia. <laughs> <laughs> that's often that's how a I whole feel. other <laughs> different level of your brain just like completely disrupting, and you can't think of the most simple thing. Yes, that's how, what I keep saying lately, is my brain isn't braining. Like It's just not quite figuring out what I need it to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, like you're saying, there's so much going on right now, my brain is just literally not braining. I think the issue I have is like I'll be thinking of a lot of things at once, and even though I'm trying to listen, my brain is still thinking. So people can say things and you're like, how did you not hear any of that? I'm like, I was totally in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of things have to get filtered through you, poor Mike. Like I know there was even one thing I was trying to figure out what video to do of something. I was like, hey, Mike, because Mike's such a good collaborator on Mm -hmm. things. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have asked you. You have like 80 million things, but I just like felt like I could ask you. So like you have so much coming through you at any given time. So I do think it's a good time sometimes that uh, like you and I are not talking all the time because I would be screwed. Yeah, it's kind of like we have tabs open in our head like you would on your internet. Like I just have all those going consistently. So I'm looking forward to Closing them all down for a little bit. Yes, that's the best part about the holidays. Not having to look at my computer, not even getting on my computer. If I if I do so well as to plan a, 
plan in advance so mm-hmm. well, I won't have to get on my computer. And you mm-hmm. know how good of a feeling that is? It's a great feeling. So good. And you're probably the only person on the show that can relate to that yeah. with me. The thing I'm looking forward to is not doing any prep. Oh, yeah, that like, that's too. what I said to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care about anything else going into vacation. I just don't want to have to prep every day. <laughs> and our, so what Mike's referring to prep, you guys have probably heard us talk about it before, but it's what all of us send in to Mike every mm-hmm. night before the show happens. It's like our personal stories, something that has happened to us and it's news stories. It's like what we send in to contribute to the show. And so Mike has to filter through all of and that. And I think for all of us, it just feels like we're always working on prep. Uh-huh. We're always like, how can I turn this into what I, you know, my prep I need to turn in? Like, Yeah, people wonder, like, how do you guys leave such an interesting lives? We don't. Listen, we're just over here trying to figure out how we can turn things into prep. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. Oh, but yeah, so that that happened on the show. And uh, I, I feel a lot of sympathy for him because this is now the second time he's had to bark <laughs> in public. But I wanted to tell you something because um, the Barking reminded me of this. So I was super hungover this week Mm -hmm. and I don't drink like I used to because my hangovers are so bad. Like, I mean, so bad that at 7 a.m. on the dot, I'm waking up, throwing up for like four hours. It's miserable. I've never experienced that. Yeah. Like bad hangovers. Okay. Like my body does not like alcohol. I can have a few casual drinks, but beyond about two or three is when that starts to kick in. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for whatever reason, I was having a great time this past weekend and decided to do that. And I had a bad hangover, but it was really funny. I've realized that this is how connected and maybe I need to leave the house more. I don't know, but this is how connected my dog and I are as I was throwing up from my hangover and right next to me in my bat in my bed was my dog sitting there also throwing up (laughs) so connected to me that "Mm, you did it. I'm going to do it too. Not even kidding you because as soon as that happened, she was fine. Like she Nothing happened. Like she just wanted to do it because I was doing it. That's insane. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is weird. I truly believe that her and I are so connected that she was just like, nah, we're doing the same thing right now. So throwing up today. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, hungover morning and then had to wash all the sheets and everything. It was a, it was brutal. I was like, you know, I really appreciate that we were so connected, but I don't appreciate that you just did this while I'm hungover. And I thought it was funny. I wanted to share that because I, I feel like there's people out there that probably have like these crazy bonds with their pets and they're like, oh no, this isn't real. But I think it's real. Do you think it's real or do you think I'm going crazy? Well, has it happened in any other aspect of something else you do that she mimics? Oh, we have the same smirk. So that, yeah, that's weird to me when people say you look like your dog. It, listen, when I see people, I, I don't ever like initially see a dog and an owner and I'm like, oh, they look alike. But if I start to like hang out with someone and mm-hmm. I can, I can see it in their personalities, especially like my dog and I act the same. We're both very lazy people. Okay. We like a little bit of adventure, but 90% of the time we like to be lazy. And I can tell in people, like when I meet them, you can genuinely tell a person's personality from their dog's personality. It's almost identical. Interesting. So it doesn't surprise me that people like can start to adapt maybe looks or co- like hair color that kind of looks the same. My dog and I do have the same hair color. It's like blonde brown. <laughs> it's in there. But we do have the same smirk. And I noticed it when she was a puppy. We were taking a picture together. and We literally had the same side smirk going on. I was like, what is this like a reincarnated version of something that was in my life before? <laughs> maybe we're just naturally drawn to things that like remind us of ourselves. So yeah, maybe. You, you, yeah, maybe that could be. <laughs> I know. So, hey, so when you go and you guys get ready to adopt a dog because I know that's something you guys want to do yeah. in your life. You got to let me know if you like while you're doing that, are you subconsciously thinking this dog looks like me, acts like me, you know, what's happening? We need to know it from like the the ground phase. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I do feel a little crazy, but I'm telling you it happened. And I was like, there's no way. There was no reason for her to be thrown up. She's fine. She's perfectly fine. So yeah. Uh, also, I saw on an Instagram page, they were sharing some unspoken rules for men. And I need to know if you do any or all of these. Okay. Because I I feel like some of them are fair, but others I'm like, this is kind of weird. Okay. Do you never shake another man's hand while sitting down? I've never thought about that. But I think if I'm ever in a situation where I'm sitting down, somebody comes up by meeting for the first time, I stand up. So I guess that is kind of one. Okay. So naturally, you just stand up. You don't think you've ever like sat down and shaken a hand? I don't think so. I think that's kind of weird. Isn't that? Isn't that interesting? It just feels weird. Okay. If you paid for something... For someone, do you automatically not expect to pay them to pay you back? I don't. Yeah. Okay. So you just naturally like, I'm never going to get that money back. Yeah. I, it's gone. Even That's if it. they're like, I'm paying you back, it's coming back. I just don't account for it. Okay. So you're two for two. <laughs> These are unspo- unspoken rules for men. Okay. And don't ask me why men. This is just <laughs> on an Instagram page. You never eat the last piece of something you didn't buy. Ooh. 
I can see why you wouldn't do that, but I, I've done that. I was going to say, I've dated guys that have done that. Yeah. It's, but, so that one's not for you. You will eat it even if you didn't buy it. I will, especially if they offer. I know they offer out of, out of just the generosity of like, hey, you can have the last one. And really, I think they should be entitled to it, <laughs> but I'm not over at doing it. You're like, no, nah, it's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. So we're two for three. Silence is confidence. Yes. You think that's true? Yeah. Okay. Like what? Tell me why you think that would be true. I just think that sometimes you just feel the need to speak to feel, you know, the silence. And if you're just speaking to fill time, you're revealing things about yourself that maybe you're not as confident as you think. I think <laughs> if somebody can walk in and just kind of be more stoic, I take that as confidence. Maybe that's because for me, I'm pretty quiet. Yeah. Well, and you are confident. Do you feel like you're confident? Would you I do. use that? I do feel like I am, but I don't say a whole lot. I don't need to say a whole lot. I think there's like a saying of like, why speak or you can remain silent and nobody knows you're dumb, but then you speak and you reveal that everybody does know. Well, that's a really deep <laughs> quote. Mike. I think it's a little more <laughs> eloquent than that, but that's the, the version I remember. Okay. All right. So then we're three for four mm -hmm. with silence is confidence. Manners make the man. So basically, if you have a lot of manners, good manners, you're yeah. probably a better man. I would agree with that. Do you have a lot of manners that you didn't realize were like your manners? I think so. I think it's a, maybe a Texas Southern thing, a Mexican thing that I just have them built into me that I realized growing up that other kids didn't have. I, that was just a thing I had. I do. I think manners are definitely something that are built in from childhood. Something you pick up, whether you're seeing it or experiencing it, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, I know, like, my dad would always open doors for us. He'd always make sure, like, we weren't walking on the outside of sidewalk. And those are things I see. But I also know people don't do them. Like, it's definitely a, a raised thing. And I see that. So then I expect that because that's what I was used to. If I wasn't used to it, I don't think I would know the difference. Yeah, What's something you do in your marriage or maybe when you were just dating your wife that she was like, oh, wow, you do that? I think definitely holding the door, opening the door. Mm -hmm. I made that kind of a, I don't know, I just did that. She would get out of the car. I would be make sure I was there to open the door. No, oh, so you're a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. We are four for five, I yeah. think. Okay. If it's someone you know, nod head up. Otherwise, nod downwards. Oh, I think I go up. All the time? Yeah. No matter what. I also think that's a Mexican thing, too. Just like <laughs> <laughs> it's not just like a gentle, like, you know, when the, I see guys like on movies, they're like a little head nod. It's like an acknowledgement. Yeah. Is that not what you do? Or do you just like look up? I just go like, <laughs> like a what's up, kind of lean back. You can even throw the arms in there, too. Okay. But no nod downwards. Unless I'm doing it like in a joking manner. I don't even like, I'm trying to do it. Like, I don't even know how you actually just, like, like nod down. <laughs> okay. You did it. Yeah. You have it. Unless I'm like, we're like communicating and like, I need to like tell you like, oh, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. That's when that, but if it's a greeting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you do do it. It's just not in that, si not in not this Not in that way. scenario. If it's like, you ready? All right. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. That's well, the then, hey, then I'm saying you went five for six because <laughs> that, you do both of them, just different situations. Different situations. Okay, five for six. Turns out this is unspoken rules for men <laughs> because you had five out of six. And now I don't even remember the one you didn't have. Of uh, the, the taking the last slice. Yeah. But honestly, listen, food, it's hard. It's hard when food's involved, okay? Yeah. Like, especially if it's really good. Especially when it comes to pizza, the last slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. I can't turn it down. Mm hmm. And somebody's got to eat it. And it's really awkward if you're like, no, you can have it. No, you have it. No, you, yeah. I think that's what I like more so is cutting out the awkwardness. So you're just they like, okay, yeah, I'll take to, it. I don't want to do the whole song and dance of like, oh, you know, I'll take it. That's it. <laughs> End it. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. We got five for six. That is unspoken rules of men. So if you're a man out there and you're not doing these, well, I'm helping you out. That's what we're going to go <laughs> with. Uh, Jackson Dean also shot, stopped by the show. Let's <laughs> start over. Jackson Dean stopped by the show this week, and it was super awesome. It was his first time on the show. He performed a Ronnie Dunn cover, and he also performed his first number one song, and just insanely musically talented. His performance is up on YouTube if you want to watch that, and also the interviews at bobbybones.com. But I want to know, Mike, who is your current jam right now that you like can't stop listening to? I've been listening to a lot of Zach Bryan. Oh, yeah. And then on the other earlier in the week, Bobby played a song called The Good I'll Do. And the thing about that album, 
it has so many songs on it. <laughs> I think there's like 30 or 40 songs I was going to say, isn't it. it like basically a double album? Yeah, there's just so many songs. He just consistently puts out like projects with so many tracks on it. And that is one now that I just went back to because I've been listening to that album for a while. But when Bobby played that, I was like, oh, yeah, that is a good song. So I went back and re-added it to my current playlist. Okay, so that song was already released then. Yeah. And it just got added onto Yellowstone is why it's kind of resurging, I guess you could say. Yeah, but I forgot how good of a song that was. So that's back to my, like, I got to listen to that again. (laughs) Isn't it fun when it kind of pops back up? You're like, oh, that was really good. I forgot. And then you re-add it. And then you, it's like a cycle of music that you kind of go through. Yeah. And especially with him, because there's so many songs to pick from, you forget which ones are so good. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay, so you're a big uh, Zach Bryan fan. I want to keep calling him Zach Lane Bryant, because that's his social media thing. Uh, (laughs) And every time somebody says Zach Bryan, I'm like, no, it's Zach Lane Bryant. (laughs) And I don't know why, but We connect everybody to their social media handles. Gosh, yes, I know. Okay, so uh, do you listen to him while you're running? No. What's like your running vibe? Oh, punk rock all day. All, All the time, never changes. Punk rock and metal is pretty much running. I got to listen to something fast. I don't know how people run or even just work out and don't listen to rock music. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't do it without it because that's what amps me up. That's what keeps me going. And I think, especially when it comes to running, to keep that pace, I need some intensity. I need to do some air drums. That's what makes me run faster. Oh, so. I'm with you. Like, I, listen, I got so much crap for working out to the rock song, but I was amped <laughs> me up so much. I was like, but it's so good for working out. Yeah. Think about that. I'm trying to be the rock. I'm listening to the rock <laughs> and working out. It's like the perfect mix of things. Yeah. I'll do some hip hop too. Okay. Like, it has to be faster paced though. All fast paced, no slow. Yeah. Nothing slow. So you're definitely not listening to like anything country when you're working out. No, I don't think I ever have. Yeah. It, yeah. Country is hard to work out to, but it's funny. Like on some of the playlists, you'll see like country workout. I'm like, how are people working out to country? I love country music, but dang, working out to it. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to, I feel like I might be doing yoga. Yeah. And I'm not really I've, working I've had out. I in like a class where they played like during a stretching part, they'll play some yes. country. Like that works perfectly. But when you're trying to hit it really hard, I can't go country. Yes, totally true. Okay, you got any others that you love right now? I think that's my main one right now. Okay. Well, I will say I have I have like two songs and I have an album that I'm obsessed with. Have you ever heard of Dermont Kennedy? I don't think so. Oh, I think you would really like his music. It's so good. It's very, it's like, I don't even know what genre you'd put it into, but maybe alternative, like sliding into pop, alternative pop. Um, but his new album, Sonder, is just amazing. I've loved him for a long time now, but I'm like, this new album is really good. And then Bailey Zimmerman's Where It Ends and Julia Michaels' Sorry to Me Too songs are my favorite right now. Yes, they are, you know, situational. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just call it what it is. That's what they are. But Dermot Kennedy isn't. That's just a really good album. Um, but I was also looking, because it's been all over social media, Mike. Yes. The wrapped st- like statistics of your music listening. And I'm just going to tell you, I feel very violated, okay? And let me tell you why. Because these things came through, and it's like it called me out. Hardcore. Okay, so it told me that I had listened to this fair calling out, but I don't appreciate it. I had a mix of heartache, comforting, hopeless, romantic, angst, confidence, and empowering, and then back to lit heartache. (laughs) excuse me (laughs) like really you'd pay attention to me that much that's a lot I felt genuinely called out music is like a safe space and I felt very called out by my music (laughs) it'll do that oh my god it was so bad and again fair but I don't appreciate it so I may not be looking at my rap (laughs) moving forward what did yours show up as Uh, just sad (laughs) you got called out too everything I listen to is just sad (laughs) Just all sad. Is that all it said? Because I listen to music like while I run. I I don't know. I don't know if they go like like, on exactly what you listen to. Because I was surprised that like none of the punk rock or metal stuff made it. It was all just sad stuff. Really? Because that's mostly what I listen to like while I work. So maybe that just way oversees what I listen to all the other times. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, when are you listening to music when you're not working out? Like, what does that look like for your day to day? So when I. I'll go home, I'll do either the gym or I'll go run. And then for the rest of the day, I sit in my office and I'll just turn on music while I'm working, doing prep and all that. And it's just sad music. (laughs) Like that's what I listen to because I need just something comforting. I find comfort in sad music. So I just have that on. I'll pick an album, I'll pick an artist or I'll just find a playlist 
and just keep that going nonstop. Okay, sad boy Mike. Yeah. Okay, we got especially, sad boy Mike. Especially and... in the fall and winter, that's like my prime time. I go even darker into sadness. God, that's not helping you though, Mike, because the seasonal depression is a thing. Yeah. You're adding to that. Yeah, I just have that all the time. It just gets colder, so it's just depression. <laughs> With a different temperature. It's, it gets darker in the winter, too. Oh, my. And we don't see the light. I know, we don't. We come in, it's dark, and then we leave, and we have very few hours of sunlight left. Yes, because right now the sun's going out at like 4.30. Yeah. So we get like maybe two hours of sunlight. So are you running as much now? Do you run in the dark? No. Well, by the time I'm running, sometimes the sun's already setting. Oh, gosh. And you go on like long runs. These aren't like... Okay, let me go get my mile in real quick. Mike goes for like 10 mile runs. Yeah. So like, do you like start running at sunset and then by the time you get home it's dark? If I do a long one, I'll do it on the weekend so I can start in the morning. Okay, that makes more sense. In the afternoons, yeah, by the time I come back, it starts getting a little dark and colder. Okay, good. You need to stay safe. <laughs> Please I wear stay bright safe. clothes, reflective stuff, just in case. Fair. Hey, you definitely be doing that no matter what, <laughs> I think, right? I don't run outside, so I'm just assuming, yeah. but I think you should be wearing that all the time. Sometimes I do all black. <laughs> That's not a good thing, Mike. Okay, you got to make sure the cars see everything. Oh, but yeah. Okay, we can move on because I, I, feel, I still feel very violated. I'm not going to lie. But I just don't appreciate what happened to me. And now I don't feel safe listening to music. That makes me feel good. Because <laughs> here we are. What was in your top three artists? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Uh, let me pull it up. Do you have yours right now? I have mine. Okay, do yours. At number three, I had Haim. At number two, I had Phoebe Bridgers. And at number one, I had Post Malone. Okay, Post Malone makes sense. Yeah. And Haim, is that the one that Taylor Swift is like kind of partnered with? Yeah, it's the sister group, rock band. Okay. And then what was the other one? Phoebe Bridgers. That is like my go-to sad music. Okay, She's solid. also going on tour with Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. So, but Taylor Swift was not on your top. Are you going to see Taylor Swift? Did you get tickets to I Taylor tried, Swift? I tried because the Nashville date, Phoebe Bridgers, is the opener. Oh. And it's, I just wanted to see sad music in a stadium because <laughs> she is so sad and depressing. <laughs> I was like, how is that going to translate in a big stadium? People are going to be so confused. But no, tickets Oh, no, impossible. everybody's sitting there crying together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you didn't get them. No. Dang. Okay, well... At least, at least you tried, and maybe something will come through next year. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe you can buy them for like $50,000. Exactly. I'll just put my whole next <laughs> salary towards that. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, let me pull this little thing up. I know my top one of all was Avril Lavigne. Okay. I Her new album I had on repeat for a long time. And then Bryce Vine was another one. Have you ever listened to his stuff? No. He's one of my favorites. Um, Carrie Underwood was also on there because she released a new album. Yeah, those new albums will get them in there quick. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to find the last... Well, it says I listened to 894 artists this year. And it also said, which I was very proud of, that I'm a... What did it say? I'm a I'm an adventurer, that I have my bead of thumb on the music. I don't know. Interesting. Something, something, oh, here it is. Okay, top artist. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> this is such a collection. Avril Lavigne, Eminem, Bryce Vine, Carrie Underwood, and Lizzo. Quite the top artist. <laughs> I have quite the collection going on. Um, and I just, honestly, though, the, the thing is, uh, most of mine is either when I'm driving in the car or I'm working out. Mm. I don't, I watch things when I'm working. I'll put like a background show on. So you listen to background music mm-hmm. and that's why it's only showing up like all my workout music, basically. That's why Eminem <laughs> is on there because I don't like listen to Eminem on the regular. <laughs> He's just, hey, you talk about hip hop to add to like workout music, Eminem. Oh yeah. So good. I have some Eminem songs every now and then. And he dropped his like greatest hits this year of like all of them combined onto one. And so I had that on repeat for a little bit too. Of just working out and just listen to Eminem. I don't know why. It's just like the way he talks really fast hypes me up. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to listen to it, like not in a workout situation because you're like, man, he's just yelling at me I the know. whole time. <laughs> and you're like, you're hype. You're like, okay, I gotta go do something. <laughs> hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This one was super controversial, so we are not going to sit here and talk about it for a while because (laughs) you guys have already shared most of your opinions online. Yes, we've seen them. Lunchbox signed up to be an angel on a Christmas tree. Yep, just going to leave that there. Mike, I think I have an elf thief at my house. An elf and, thief? Yeah, and I need to know <laughs> what you think is going is on. Is it a lunchbox? <laughs> Maybe. It might be. But I there are three things now. Uh, it started with one, went to two, and now it's at three that I l- can't find anywhere. I am an incredibly organized, uh, a bit anal of cleanliness. Like, everything has a place mm-hmm. in my house. And so if something's out of place, I typically, like, put it back in its place. And there are three things now missing from my house and they've gone missing like every couple of weeks and there's no reason for them to go missing. Okay. This is the order of them. The first one was my COVID vaccine card. Can't find it anywhere. Interesting. Anywhere. Second one was cards against humanity. My game. Don't know where it is. I'm seeing a theme here. Cards. Mm-hmm. But then the third <laughs> one was a sweater. Oh, interesting. They slipped up there. Right. And I'm so confused. And my parents are like, Morgan, you're just getting older. You're losing it. And I'm like, I'm telling you guys, there's no reason for these things to have been missing. So as of now, they're still missing. Yes. And I cannot find them. I've looked in every nook and cranny in my house that like maybe drunk Morgan did something. I say, do you sleepwalk at all? I don't sleepwalk. And you don't get, you don't like get up if you've been drinking after (laughs) night and like move things around, go make something in the kitchen. I don't. I don't. Listen, I will drunk clean. If I have people over and I'm drinking, I will drunk clean and then because I want to go to bed with a clean house. So I'm like the opposite of getting up and moving things around. <laughs> I'm not a drunk cleaner, but I was a drunk cooker. Oh, that's funny. Did you ever burn something like you left it, forgot about it? No, I am a great chef when I had some drinks. <laughs> what do you make? What's your go-to like that you try and make? Breakfast and dinner. Oh. Because late, you're late at night. You're like, man, I want some eggs. I want it. This was back in my drinking and meat eating days. So I'd make like bacon and eggs, make tacos. Oh, that like the my, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, a whole spread going on. That was my go-to. That's funny. You're like, I've been drinking. I can't drive, but I can throw something on the fryer. <laughs> that is true. I had, I've had some friends who have put pizzas in the oven and they fall asleep and wake up oh, and the pizza's bad. like burnt. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, like they haven't had a fire, but and it even happened in college one time to one of my roommates and we were all there and we're like, why is the house smell burnt? 
this was the most burnt pizza I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> For like 10 hours, it was in the oven. <laughs> don't know how we survived that, but don't do that. I don't suggest that. But I love that you're a good cook when you were drunk. Yeah. That's funny. It's exceptional. Well, what do you think is going on with my thief? Do you think it's an elf? Because I think it's an elf. I don't know. And it's not your dog. It's not my dog. She doesn't take anything. She sleeps right next to me. She never makes a peep. You know, I, I go back to that. Maybe you're sleepwalking. Maybe you're sleepwalking, grabbing things and putting them in weird places. Gosh, but I've checked every nook and cranny, Mike. And these are not things that I would take somewhere like out of the house. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I was wearing a sweater, I would have worn it. That one I can get by. Cards Against Humanity. I don't take my games anywhere. Is it possible there's someone living in your house? Well, don't say that crap, Mike. And they're like, all right, I got to start pulling things to keep me entertained. They took the card game. They took a sweater to keep warm. My COVID vaccine card? <laughs> hey, maybe they're trying to fake some documents. Or I mean, maybe. Do I need to look at my attic, Mike? Maybe. Gosh, I hope that's not the case. Now I'm scared. Now I'm scared <laughs> to go home. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with my theory that it's just an elf thief and there's somebody messing with me. I'm going to stick with that until I look in the attic and you might be right. Get some cameras in there. Oh, and I'm going to have to put a camera on me sleeping now. Now you have me paranoid <laughs> to go home and to go to bed. Oh, well, yeah, that's all. That's I just wanted to share to find out if I'm actually going crazy because that's what my parents think. So guess we'll find out <laughs> in time if I'm going crazy or somebody in my house is going crazy. Uh, okay. Uh, at number four this week, I shared some more Instagram DMs I've gotten from potential dates. It was weird to write potential dates because it's not like I was going on these, but saying potential suitors sounds like very old school. Every single person is a potential date. Right? Yeah. That's how I like wrote it, but it felt weird. And people were like kind of giving me crap for writing that way. But I'm like, I'm not going to say potential suitors. Yeah, that sounds like very 1950s. Exactly. Potential dates. You never know. Maybe one of these, I'm like, okay, I'll write back. I haven't, but you know, maybe one day. I don't know. I do want to, I want to share something that uh, happened when my, listen, whenever I go out for a night, it brings back a lot of stories. Maybe I just need to go out some more. And that makes for a great show prep sometimes. (laughs) Um, But so my Uber drivers are listening to my conversations clearly because that's all they get it. You know, they're driving, they're listening and I have an open book. So I'm talking to my girlfriend and we're talking about, you know, the difficulties of being single and bad dates we've been on or whatever. And we're talking in the backseat. He's kind of hear a few giggles out of him. Like he's, he's listening. Right. And I'm like, it's fine. But when we get out of the Uber to go to the bar, we were going to another passenger was getting in. He was picking up as he was dropping off and this guy gets in. And as the guy gets in, in the span of about a minute while we're walking up to the bar and like getting our IDs out to show the guy, the Uber driver <laughs> leans out of the car and yells, hey, this passenger is also single. <laughs> and we like turned around like, wait, what? Our Uber driver was listening up trying to hook us up with this new passenger. And in the one minute that that passenger got in the car, he found out he was single. <laughs> like, what is happening? He tried to make that connection quick. Yes. But then like he has to leave. I'm like, what? Am I going to stop your Uber driver? Like, what? I, it was the strangest thing. I have never seen that happen before, but I appreciate it because it's like, look, everybody's looking out. Universe is looking out. Did you give him five stars? I did give him five stars. There you I go. even tipped him too. I just I thought it was funny. I nothing came of it, but it's hilarious that he was listening. That's funny though. I like to think that they aren't listening. <laughs> I'm like, they're not gonna listen to this. They don't care. But you're right. That's all oh, they are. They are. I learned the hard way that they absolutely are. (laughs) They're going to try and set you up if you talk about being single. (laughs) But I I appreciate it. Like I said, universe, I think it's looking out. Maybe. I don't know if that's how I should feel. Maybe it's not looking out for me. Maybe this is like a a sign that I need to pay attention to something (laughs) or stop talking. Like you said, I need to stop talking about things. Um, And then also what happened, uh, you guys kind of heard it. So uh morgan came by because we have joey logano coming on the show on monday mm-hmm. the nascar driver and she's a massive nascar fan and we we're talking because um let me know how you'd feel if a <laughs> if a girl did this to you on a dating app i matched with a guy on hinge well a guy a guy liked me okay and it showed up so i could match him back but i looked at his profile and this was very big country boy huge country mm-hmm. boy and you know me. Do you think I'd date like a very big country boy? Nah. It's not not really my type. I'm also a vegetarian. So like if you're hunting all the time, it's probably not going to work yeah. out. <laughs> um, and he, this guy had all kinds of hunting and fishing on his page. Like, and I was like, you know what? He's great for Morgan. The other Morgan, not me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to match with him and like try and hook him up. Because like, what do I have to lose? What does he have to lose? He's never actually met me before. And so I matched with him and I answered his question to what he had liked me with. And then I was like, hey, but like, here's the deal. 
I think you'd be a great match for one of my friends. Her name's also Morgan. And then I like showed him, I showed Morgan his page and mm-hmm. I showed him Morgan. And then he was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah. So I got, I got their phone numbers exchanged and tried to hook them up that way. And apparently they had a, like a text exchange for a little bit, but then it died off. Yeah. <laughs> but I tried, I tried really hard to be like a wingman through my own dating app. I think that's a great move. Right. Bobby said he was like, he he heard Morgan and I talking about it because I was asking and he was like, dang, I think I'd be like disappointed if, you know, I wanted to match with a specific girl. And then she's like, oh, let me hook you up with my friend. Yeah, I would kind of feel like the bait and switch if like a deal is advertised online and you go <laughs> in the store and they're like, ah, oh, it's actually not that, it's this. <laughs> so you'd feel a little bit disheartened. A little, but then you'd be like, okay, well, she's trying to like set me up. Yeah, but that's better than just a no. Yeah, like, I could have just not swiped. Like, hey. Like, this is, you're not for me, but I have a friend who also happens to have the same name as I do. Yeah. Like, that just seems like later that could be a story of, like, this is how I met my wife. I know. Well, when I, when I texted Morgan, I was like, I better be in the wedding. If this happens, like, I better be in the wedding. <laughs> I was really shooting high, but, you know, it didn't end up working out. But I'm going to keep doing it if you think it's okay. I think it's a good move. I mean, why not? If there's, because that's the thing. You filter through so many people on there. They're not all going to be for you. Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather, like, if maybe I can help a love connection happen. A meet cue, if you will. Is that what they're called? Meet cue. Cue meet. What is it called? I don't know. Um, but maybe I hope along that path. And dating is so hard. Finding love is so hard. So any way you can help anybody out, I think is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you, Mike. It's so hard. Okay. <laughs> I was I was having, I was texting with a guy and my therapist has suggested, because this is what's happened in my life. And I'll tell you, because I always make you go through therapy. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll share a little bit of mine okay. right now. Okay, I'm here. I... My therapist, I've, I always date narcissistic guys. It's, I'm an empath and they kind of gravitate. That kind of just happens. And so she's told me the, the solid way to make sure that that doesn't happen for me again is two things. One, I have to consciously date, which means I have to be uber aware of just everything. Like mm-hmm. if I see a red flag, it's, there's probably more coming. Like be ready, jump ship. And like for me, if they're a red flag for me. And then the other one is that you should throw in a little chaos, like kind of see how they handle a situation or see how they handle something that maybe isn't what they would typically like or go with. See how they respond. What mm-hmm. is their um, initial reaction to things? And so I was texting with a guy that I was supposed to go on a date with. And basically, I, I he was talking about some some place he goes in town. I was like, oh, funny you say that. Because like I've said that every, you know, every guy that I've dated that's gone there <laughs> typically ends up to be a pretty bad dude. <laughs> I was like, it's not science. It's just kind of what's happened to me. And I was making a joke while also sharing experience. And this guy, oh, man, he was so offended. So offended. Like, just right off the bat and, like, went into, like, deep detail about why he was offended. And I was already starting to, like, argue with this guy. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not sitting here arguing with a man I've never met over something that was supposed to be funny. (laughs) And now he's just angry because his ego couldn't handle a funny comment. Like, most guys would be like, oh, that's funny. Like, mm, cool, I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. Or like, okay, cool, like, that's not me. And I'd be like, okay, cool, no big deal. No, this guy, man, his ego got so burned. Yeah, that's a weird thing to get upset about. Right? And it was like a, a funny thing, and I was like, what is happening? Then another guy, which I will share later, but just know that I got another text from another guy, and I will tell you after this podcast, because I'll probably share it later on. It's just a little <laughs> too close to time right now. But I got a text and I was like, man, they're just like the jokes are writing themselves at this point. Like, I, I can't. I'm just trying to be someone normal. And that seems physically impossible to do right now. And I don't know. That's just been my experience. So there's my therapy session. Well, good luck. out. That's that's a rough one. Yeah, I'm even exhausting just talking about it. I literally saw those text messages come through and I was like, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I'm not fighting with a man I've never met. I don't. I do not have that much energy <laughs> in my life. start. I don't. And yeah, red flags and they just started coming. But yeah, just be ready. There's more coming, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm trying really hard, Mike, but it's just not. I just want somebody normal. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Yeah. Normal. There's normal out there. You know, good personality, confident in themselves and, you know, actually has empathy for life, people. Would you ever like date somebody who you weren't like? Like, this guy is not my type whatsoever, but let me just try something completely opposite. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. That's what you're trying I'm to do? Trying. I'm trying. I'm going for people that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't maybe typically for whatever reason, but they seem like a really good person. Mm-hmm. And I'll try. Because I do know at the end of the day, like, you do still have to be attracted to your person. Yeah. And so I'm trying to at least see outside my peripheral of things. I am trying that. 
right now they're making it really hard for me. <laughs> okay, I'm trying, but yeah. So I'm I'm at least trying to do different things and seeing things in a different way. But it's hard. It's rough. I don't like being single again. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest about that. As much as I don't like to see you going through that, I do enjoy hearing about it. <laughs> I I think everybody does. Okay, go to our Facebook page when I share these things. People think it's hilarious. And it does. It makes for good content. So like you said, at least I don't have to be like scraping for content. It's just kind of happened to, yeah. <laughs> to me at this point. But uh, yeah, be, being single is rough. So if you're single out there, I, I feel you. There's my therapy session. We are now moving forward <laughs> because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, Lunchbox shared some personal research this week of the Chrisley report. He did a deep dive into all the things about the Chrisleys going to jail and it's pretty funny. I think you should go listen and I, honestly pretty informative. Some things I didn't know. He did pretty good. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's fine. That's there. But talking about celebrities and stuff, have you seen anybody in the wild recently? I've seen Kane Brown in like the same area, like a couple weekends in a row. <laughs> Wait, same area? Like, um, were you eating or were you doing an activity? Eating. Okay. I ca- I don't want to say too much, but I think I kind of know his routine on the oh. weekend when he's in town. Okay, interesting. He's kind of like, maybe he's kind of like me, a creature of habit, creature of going to the same places around the same time. But it's just a coincidence that there's been two situations in the same spot where he's been. You know, Kane is pretty quiet too. You're going to try and like strike up a friendship? I feel like that could happen. Yeah, we're probably pretty similar. Yeah, I feel like you guys could strike up something. You're going to try and like make that bro friendship happen? I don't know. It's weird making friends, but <laughs> it is weird making friends. But I feel like you guys have similar energies and vibes. I feel the way about making friends that you probably are like with dating. Yeah, that's fair. Like I haven't made a new friend in a very long time, unless like we work together in some capacity. I don't really have just people I hang out with like that are just not connected to the show. Oh crap! I'm finding my own inner <laughs> inner <laughs> things that I have going on. Here's your therapy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have friends. Like, okay, then I'm. Hey, I am challenging you i got challenged to go up to a man at a gym i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do my challenge your challenge is now to go up to a guy and strike up a conversation maybe it's came around maybe it's somebody else just as a friend yeah it's hard i, I even tried hard. the bumble bff like the friend version oh yeah and it's tough. never made any friends it felt weird because i was still, it does feel weird like am i trying to date you am i attracted to you well, because no, you're asking I'm, all these questions about him because you want to know if you guys are similar in certain ways. Yeah, that feels weird to me. I've tried things like I went to like a run club to try to meet other people. Oh, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. That didn't pan into no. anything? Mike. But the run club is good. I saw a run club in my area. Maybe it's the same one you're talking about. If not, I can, I can try and connect the dots there and help. I could try that again. I could yeah. be a wing woman for you, too. Yeah. It's not on a dating app. I'm trying to make a friend. Life. Yeah. But that's my challenge for you. Okay. Now you have a challenge too. You're probably not going to do it, but I'm telling you, you should. <laughs> if I have to go up to a man in the gym to put myself out there, you have mm-hmm. to, you have to do it with friends too. Yeah, because I mean, like outside of the show, hang out with Bobby, hang out with Eddie sometimes. But as far as like just friends that I've made since I've lived here that I didn't know beforehand, I haven't made a single one. Oh, Mike. No, I'm sad. No, but just... you have you have friends of all of us on the show. Yeah. But you're talking about like a good friend that you just like hang out with. You can call up anytime. Yeah. I think it's different to have like we're obviously all friends, but it's different to have people who aren't associated with the show at all Mm -hmm. and who are like they don't know you from that. They don't care about that. And the only like foundation you have is like outside of it. I think that's important to have, too. Mm -hmm. Just so like you have a completely outside perspective on everything. Yeah, for sure. When you have some that are back home, mm-hmm. they're just not here. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Moving away sucks. <laughs> it does. That, that is the hard part about like friends and being back home. Okay. Well, then this challenge is happening. You can have all of next year to do it. Okay. Make one friend. But you just have to go up and talk to somebody. You don't even have, They don't even have to end up being a friend. But you just have to go up and talk to a guy that you're like, okay, I might be able to be friends with him. Okay. And it could be King and Brown if you wanted to or whoever, <laughs> but just somebody. Is that is that a deal? We're shaking on it. Yeah, You're sitting down I can, shaking. I can do it. Okay. And all it's right. the first time I've shaken hands while sitting down. I know. It felt weird. It felt weird <laughs> See, for me too. Weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there's that friend. And uh, anybody else you've seen in the wild besides Kane Brown? Uh, and then the last time I talked about it on the show, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh yeah. That one was wild. That Have you was, seen her since? No. I've gone back to the same place since. Oh, trying and not no, happening. But that was insane. I've never seen somebody that famous, that close, look so normal. 
Really? Did she have like, was she dressed up or was she just like in casual sweats? Casual like, like yeah, like sweats, boots, like a jacket. That was it. It was a normal mom. Very normal. Yeah, it was her as the mom, Gwyneth Paltrow with her daughter. Oh, that's funny. When you see Gwyneth Paltrow, what, like the first thing, there's two movies that come to mind for me. What, when you see her, you're like, this is what I know her from. Pepper Potts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. It's probably hard to see her like, oh, you're actually like a mom in real life. Like the, the Pepper Potts, like, no, she's dating Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Does that feel weird to you? Like, yeah, when I you wanted see to them? ask her where Robert Downey Jr. was. <laughs> and I don't really get starstruck. I don't freak out around people. But like, I got excited. Like, there's weird excitement out of nowhere out of being around her. Yes. Well, she's a mega superstar. Yeah. I mean, she has multiple businesses and everything, too. At, yeah, that's as famous as you can get. Mm-hmm. The other movie that I like comes to mind when Gwyneth is country strong. The yeah. one with Tim McGraw and Leighton Meester, the basically the country movie that I thought was the one that George Strait was in, but it's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pure country. <laughs> not the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been also seeing some uh, country stars at the gym that you and I both work out at. Oh, yeah? A lot lately. I've seen Seaforth, I've seen Frankie Ballard, and I've seen Easton Corbin. Oh, yeah. I have seen Seaforth guy there a lot. Right? Yeah. It's weird. I And it's not like it's not a place they would go, but it just always shocks me when I see them there. Like a country artist there. Yeah, it is weird. I've I don't also know seen why. Seen Walker Hayes there. Okay. And Morgan Evans. Oh really? Wait, at the same one that we work the out. Same at? one. Yep. Okay, th- it must be something with this place that we're working out at, and I don't know why. Just the geography of it, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But listen, I did see when I saw Easton Corbin, I, I did a double take. I was like, oh dang, he's jacked. Like he's jack jacked. Not even just like, okay, I work out every day. <laughs> he's like jacked. Oh dang. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he looks good. Good for him. Good for him. I need to. I need to up my game. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of when I saw Easton Corbin. But yeah, there's a we got a celebrity gym going on, and it was <laughs> definitely not intentional. It's, let's just say it's just something you would never expect to happen at the gym that Mike and I go to. Yeah. <laughs> and where it's at, everything. It's just all like very unheard of. So every time I see him, I'm just kind of like, where'd you come from? <laughs> oh, but yeah, those are my those are my artist run-ins lately. They're all at the gym. So if you if you want to meet uh, people, just go to the gym. Uh, I've also seen Lauren Elena there. Really? Yeah. Same gym. Dang. Maybe I need to like pay attention more. I don't <laughs> think I'm paying attention enough. It's just the only reason I know some of these because we make weird eye contact and I don't even mean to. And then I feel bad because I'm like, OK, I know who you are. I'm not going to come up to you. I don't want you to feel weird. I'm fine. Everything's yeah. fine. You know, it's not weird when you make eye contact with someone and you weren't intentionally going to. Yeah. I, I always assume they don't know me, though. Well, I'm saying like I know them and they're probably assuming that I know who they are. Oh, uh, yeah. You like as a fan rather than like, oh, oh I work for the show. It, like, yeah, yeah. oh, crap, this girl knows who I am. I'm an artist. <laughs> She's going to come up to me. And instead I'm like, mm, I'm not going to come up to you. It's fine. <laughs> Just here. I think that's why I'm good at spotting celebrities is because I'm hyper aware mm-hmm. and I just see somebody and immediately like, like scan my brain. And I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And it could be somebody random. You're uh, you're also probably really good at trivia. Yeah, I'm pretty good at like recognizing people for very random things. Mm-hmm. It could be like a YouTube video or they were an artist in the 90s. Okay. I hey, just keep it all in there. Basically, you want to come to Nashville and spot a celebrity, hire Mike. Yes. Bring him with you. <laughs> he, he, it's some extra money. There you go. That's a side job. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so also on the show this week, Amy was asked a very personal question in a grocery line. And so I need to know, because this story blows my mind that like a stranger actually asked Amy this and this happened. Has anything funny, weird, interesting happened to you in public lately? Yeah, I was in the bathroom. It was uh, over the Thanksgiving break, and I was at a restaurant, and I was at the urinal, and somebody recognized me. (laughs) And they kind of recognized me while we were both at the urinal, and then they said hi to me, like, at the, we're washing our hands. But that was the first time I've had an interaction like that in the bathroom. Dang, Okay. That's weird. Is that that kind of reminds me of the Keith Urban lunchbox washing hands yeah. situation? <laughs> did you feel that way, or were you like, "Oh, this"? Is, did you like immediately try and leave? No, it was actually kind of cool. <laughs> could have been a potential friend, Mike. It could have been. It seemed like a very nice guy. Oh, but you didn't talk to him, did you? Oh uh, yeah, I said hi afterwards. Talked to him for a little bit, and then I was like, "All right, see you later." That's interesting. Okay, weird. All right, I like it. Hey. Now you're going to be paying attention in the bathroom now. Actually, that sounds weird. <laughs> I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Um, okay, fun. Any other ones that you've come up with? You're like out in public. You're like, what's happening to me? I th- nothing else that comes to mind. <laughs> I try not to mess with people in public. I'm worried that people are always like one step away from like freaking out oh. and trying to do something harmful. Is that one of your irrational fears? I think so. Of like something. I always have like a thought in the back of my head of like something bad is going to happen wherever I am. Mm-hmm. So, like in public situations, I'm very hyper aware, but try to limit my interactions with strangers. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's a fair irrational fear to have, though, especially right now. People are kind of losing it. Yeah. Just across the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like it. I, when I was at, speaking of the gym that we went to, I got ducked. Not the F word, ducked with a <laughs> ducked. D. Um, and apparently it's a thing with Jeeps and j- other Jeep people will put a r- little rubber duck on your Jeep mm-hmm. and so you say you got Jeep, you got ducked. Typically they'll put a little card with it, but sometimes it'll just be like the little duck. And when I walked out of the gym, there was just a little duck that had a little green, uh, diamonds on it sitting on my handle of my Jeep. And I got so happy. <laughs> you know how happy that made me? I don't even know why either. I just saw it. I was like, oh my, I literally had a smile on my face. I was like, this is like, just made my day. I got a duck. This whole Jeep culture. Oh, it's so crazy. But you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to buy a bunch of rubber ducks from Amazon and start doing it to people. (laughs) I'm literally going to go around one day and just do it because it made me so happy that I want to make somebody else happy. And I don't know why. It's just a little rubber duck that I'm never going to do anything with. But it made me really happy. Dang, we need something for Ford Focus drivers. (laughs) I need to think of that. (laughs) Hey, I'm telling you, the Jeep culture is wild, okay? People love each other on there. You got the Jeep waves and you got Jeep ducks going on. Yeah, I felt like a poser one time uh, when Bobby had his Jeep. I drove it for a while and like people would be waving to me. I'm like, no, it's not mine. <laughs> you don't deserve the <laughs> I wave. I don't deserve the wave. <laughs> no, you just 
point because you're in one. That's funny. Okay, that was good. Uh, but yeah, so if you see me this weekend, put in ducks on Jeeps. Mind your business. <laughs> Trying to make people happy over here. Uh, and coming in at the number one spot, everybody shared their reactions to Amy acting in Holiday Harmony because mm-hmm. her movie came out on Thanksgiving and we all talked about it. It was fun. Mike shared his very honest review of it too the week before. So all good things. Make sure you check it out on HBO Max, Holiday Harmony, because Amy did do a really awesome job. She did really good. I was talking to her about it because she finally got to watch it and she was so nervous about seeing herself. And I was telling her the weirdest part for me is I watch so many movies and it's kind of my escape with everything, but it's kind of crosses this weird boundary whenever there's somebody you know in a movie. <laughs> you're like, I'm just watching this movie. It looks like a normal, regular movie. These actors are in it. And then, whoa, there's somebody I actually know. <laughs> you kind of freak out for a little bit. You know us, you, you know us, uh, Lunchbox thinks we're all celebrities, but you know an actual celebrity. Because I feel like when they go in movies, they're actually celebrities. Yeah. I don't know why. You're like, you have an IMDb page. Yeah. You're legit. <laughs> and it's just weird for us because like, I don't know, like people maybe have like this different perception of us, but we're all just normal people. We shouldn't be in movies. We shouldn't be <laughs> doing these things. Like it's not just because we're on this radio show that all these other opportunities just naturally come up. Like this is weird for us. I know, but it's also so cool It is to see it happen. So yeah, she did act in that. Do, have you watched, speaking of other movies, have you watched anything recently that you're like, oh, this is really good? I've watched so much recently. The, the hard thing for me is like, I I watch so many movies, but I'm trying to watch TV shows to like disconnect from. Mm. But I can't find any good shows right now that you like. Wait, yeah. did you, hey, I'll say it again. Did you watch Upload? No, I watched the first season of that. You didn't like it, and I didn't really love it. Dang. And I've been trying to watch that show that Bobby's been talking about, The Peripheral, for a mm-hmm. while, but just haven't brought myself to watch it. Like you started it and you can't keep watching it or you just haven't even started it? I just it haven't even hit play. Like I sat down, I had time to watch it, but I couldn't hit play it. It could move <laughs> myself to a TV show right now. And I know I love movies and I always gravitate towards them, mm-hmm. but I just find movies just so much more satisfying. Okay, well, did you, you've watched Star Wars. Yeah. Did you watch Andor? No. Okay. I think you would, I, I say this like tentatively because I don't know, but I do think you would like Andor. It's about the guy that's in, um... The Star Wars movie, the what is it called? Rogue One. A New Hope. Yes. Yeah. Rogue One. Um, it's the guy mm-hmm. that lead character. It's about him and his story before. I really like Rogue One, and I think that's why. And and I believe like it's one of the reasons why it's such a big show is because of that. The Rogue One had such a big following, and his story is cool to watch and see like transpire in a different way because it's it's not anything you've really seen in Star Wars before. You saw how like man like Mandalorian and stuff kind of connected, and mm-hmm. you had. Baby Yoda and everything a part of that. But Andor is so separate in a way. It's connected, but it's separate mm-hmm. in the settings and the the characters that are involved that I think you would really like it. Yeah, I like things that are separate. It gets mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming when everything is connected and you know, have to watch everything before it to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I think we're moving into a space now to where shows need to stand on their own a little <laughs> bit more. Like yeah. I love a miniseries. Mm-hmm. I don't have to watch one multiple seasons, just the one. You give me your everything. I think that's my struggle with TV shows, is they're just so focused on keeping like more and more seasons. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we're gonna leave you on a cliffhanger, and then you have to invest in the other season. I want a show to give me everything they have in a season. Leave nothing on the table. Like put it all in there. Don't make it to where oh you got to watch the next season. I want it all in once. Even with movies, I don't want a sequel. I want the best possible thing in the one I'm watching now. That's fair. But you're also consuming so much too. So like, you're like, I don't need to like go and see this again. Like, just give it all to me right now. Yeah. So that makes sense. And I think a lot more people are like that than we think. There's just so much to consume. But that's also, I do think you would like Andor because it does, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. It ends that like it could go into the other movies, Mm -hmm. but it's not like connected. None of the characters that besides him... I hadn't ever seen before, at least out of like memory of watching all of those Star Wars movies. And none of them I'd remember. None of them I'd ever seen before. So it's pretty disconnected in a sense. It's kind of, it, at least the way it's set up Black Panther Wakanda forever is kind of disconnected mm-hmm. from everything. It's kind of how that show is from Star Wars. Yeah. There was moments where you're like, okay, it's kind of like there's a overarching something happening, but you don't really know what until like the end. And then you're like, okay, that's what's happening. 
Yeah, I'll add that on my list. I'm kind of making everything that I'm going to watch over break, so mm-hmm. I'll put that up there. And, and hey, I say it tentatively because if you don't like it, I take yeah. it back. <laughs> I take it back. Yeah, but to answer your question, though, the best thing I have seen was what you mentioned, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice in theaters now. You've seen it twice? Yeah. Why did you go back for a second time? Because my uh, wife's family hadn't seen it, so oh. we all went and watched it again. And it was cool because I like picked up on more things that I missed the first time. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to see how it compared because sometimes with Marvel movies, I love them so much when they first come out that every new Marvel movie is my favorite one. And I was like, maybe I overhyped it. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. But after watching it a second time, it holds up. Like, I still feel the exact same way about it. I still give it a five out of five. Okay, well, let me ask you this. And I maybe they're too hard to compare, but which one did you enjoy more theater night? The first time you saw it, the new Spider-Man movie or Black Panther? Oh, the new Spider-Man movie. That's still my favorite one. <laughs> is it? Out of this whole phase four, like on paper, Wakanda Forever is a better movie, but I can't deny how that movie made me feel leading up to it. And the theater experience, I felt like a kid again. Mm-hmm. Like I was literally yelling at the screen and cheering along, like involuntarily. That is the reaction I had to that movie. And I also think the environment in the theater while watching that Spider-Man movie was probably the closest it's come since like the Avengers movies, as far as like everybody being excited, cheering at moments. Outward reaction. Yeah, outward reaction. I think that's what makes Marvel movies so fun. They're like a sporting event. Mm -hmm. You go in with all these strangers that you don't know and you all leave with this shared experience. Like that movie created that energy. That movie created that magic. So that's still my favorite one out of all these latest Marvel movies. Oh, I wondered. Well, because I, I remember you, I think you gave Spider-Man 5 out of 5 too, that right? That was my other one, yeah. And so I was curious, after I'd heard you mention your review of Black Panther, if it was going to be like similar or what, which one you were going to put ahead because they were both really good. Yeah, and it's a different vibe. Even mm-hmm. though there are big heroic moments in Wakanda Forever, it's not that same kind of action mm-hmm. that it is in, in Spider-Man. So even when there were crazy things and you know cameos happening in Wakanda Forever... It wasn't that same big outward reaction just because it has an entirely different tone. Yeah, well, it's a much more emotional tone just given everything. So I don't think it could have had that even even if it had the best cameos of all time. I don't think it could have even done that. Yeah. Given like just the like you're saying, the overall tone of that. And if like I felt emotions, I would have cried in that movie. But I just couldn't quite get there. The only time I've ever gotten close to crying in a movie was probably in Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like that was the most like invested I had. Ooh, when they when he did the Avengers Assemble and they all come out. Yeah, like that. Oh, whole such moment. a good scene. Like I have a few core movie memory moments in my head that I just will never forget, and that is one of them. What's your other one or other two? If you have three, a top three. Probably, and also the Batman from earlier this year. Whenever there's a chase scene between Batman and the Penguin, mm. I got like so excited during that moment, and that was like a Batman movie I didn't think would be able to happen that way. Like, I'll never forget that chase scene. And then also in Spider-Man, whenever the big cameos happen, that's like a core memory for me, too. <laughs> okay. Well, all solid. Well, two, uh, all superheroes. Yeah, that's just what I, I have that bias of yeah. loving superhero movies. Hey, it's fair, though. It's really hard for you not to like them, right? They're just so good. Yeah. <laughs> They're what I put on. I literally right now, Mike, am re-watching Flash as a TV show in the background of things because I just, I don't know why. Superhero shows just make me feel better. I don't know why. Like shows, movies, I'll put them all on and mm-hmm. watch them all on repeat. And I don't know why. They just make me feel better. I come away after. I'm like, okay, I feel good. Yeah. Or at least it like comforts me in a way that I need. And it's weird. Like the older Marvel movies are now kind of nostalgic. Like I'm rewatching them all right now. And I'm doing it by by character. So I'm like, right now I'm on all the Thor movies. Okay. And then I'm going to see how that experience of watching them that way because i've done it all the ways people always ask me this question of how to watch the marvel movies i always recommend watching them in the order they came out chronological order exactly how they came out in theaters like that's how you should experience them the first way i've done it the other way where you watch them in the actual timeline so you would start with captain marvel captain america and then work your way like how it chronologically happens like in the marvel universe Mm -hmm. so i was like i want to watch them by character to see how they all stand up like on their own because that's how you would watch a normal movie. If you're watching Jurassic Park, you watch Jurassic Park 1, 2, yeah. and 3 to see how that is as a series. So I'm like, what if these were all just individual movies that all came out like this? So I've done it with Captain America, all the Iron Mans, all the Ant-Mans, and I'm on... Uh, Thor is, right now? Thor right yeah. now. Uh-huh. 
Wow. Okay. So are you doing this for like a podcast episode? Yeah. That's super cool. That's my new order. I don't think I haven't heard anybody doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's surprisingly like you get to see how their character plays out. Cause I think I've told you this, that Captain America is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I found his, the first movie to be kind of boring, but rewatching those back, I realized how great of an origin story that was yes and how it plays into all the other ones put some respect on captain america so i do enjoy that one the first movie a lot more than i did initially i don't find it as boring as i did before and you kind of pick up on things more when you watch them back to back like that of how the whole story connects dang okay that's cool i love that you're doing that that's super fascinating too i'm excited to see like what you a lot of time (laughs) oh yeah well well, i remember when i watched it it took like my whole christmas break and i was like addicted i was like okay next one next one like i didn't do anything else yeah kind of like you watch tv shows in the background like when i'm winding down i throw on a marvel movie there's okay you know what you make me feel so much better i get so much crap for putting those on (laughs) when i just need to like i don't know why like i said i don't know why but they just make me feel good yeah this is it period there's no explanation. <laughs> Don't know why. But I'm excited to see how that goes. And I'm excited for you. And I'll let you go. This went on longer than uh, it was supposed to. Uh, I, I tried. I tried very hard. But we just we get caught up yeah, in talking about therapy and superheroes. And that's my favorite. So, Mike, thanks for being on. Let people know where they can find you, hear you, all the things. You can listen to my podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, interviews with directors and actors. I had Amy on an episode recently talking mm-hmm. all about what went into her role and I talk to other people too. So also do spoiler-free movie reviews so anybody can enjoy it. So just search it up wherever you listen to podcasts. Heck yeah. And where can they follow you? At Mike Distro on everything. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming by and hanging out with me. It's always fun. Yeah, this is good. I'm glad you didn't have to go to therapy this time. Just a little bit. Just, just a little a, bit. Just a smidge. It's weird when it hits you. I was like, oh no, I'm getting into the therapy part. I don't even mean to. It just comes <laughs> out. Hey, that's probably where all the talking comes from. I just kind of start getting it out of yeah. you. You're like, oh, I want to talk with her. I don't know. Maybe you can find me at Webgirl Morgan on all the things. And of course, the show at Bobby Bones show on all the things as well. And go to bobbybones.com for some more content that we didn't talk about this week. I hope you all enjoy it. Please be nice on Facebook. Okay, I'm really tired after this week. (laughs) It's a long one. Uh, But have a great weekend. Bye. I will see you guys later. Bye. Yes, Bobby Bones show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.